This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. I'm Frank Morano. Well, yesterday we covered extensively the news that uh, Senator Chuck Schumer has released legislation or has uh, released an amendment to legislation that would force the government to release what it knows about UFOs. What does the government know about UFOs? Is the truth actually out there and are they not telling us? Well, uh, very, very pleased to be joined by a gentleman who is a, a wildly well-respected scientist. He's an astronomer, an author, and the senior astronomer for the SETI Institute, Seth Shostak. Seth, thanks so much for joining me on the radio again. Well, it's a real pleasure, Frank. If people are unfamiliar with uh, with the SETI Institute, what does SETI do? Well, it does a wide range of research, but probably it's uh, most well-known for its SETI experiments, which is to say we're trying to find the aliens by uh, eavesdropping on radio signals they may be launching into space, pretty much what Jodie Foster did in the movie Contact. Did you like Contact, by the way? I did. Well, I was kind of a, actually, I was sort of a consultant for the film. I answered some technical questions for them. But yeah, I did. I, I thought it got soft in the middle, but I liked the beginning and the end. Right. Same here. I, I think that's generally the, uh, the the takeaway on that. All right. Uh, in your work with SETI, uh, have we, have have we, or have you, I should say, found any evidence of extraterrestrial life as of yet? Well, if we had, you would know about it, Frank, because it would be a big story. I mean, not only the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, but more broadly, the search for extraterrestrial life, even if it's only, you know, microbial life like bacteria, finding that, say we were to find it on Mars or some other planet in our solar system, that would be a huge story because it would tell you that life is all over the place. If you find it in another place other than Earth, 
it's got to be everywhere. The the New York Times has sort of started a new era in what I'll call UFO hunting six years ago when they put this story on the front page that the government had secretly been funding this program called ATIP and that there was some very credible footage of uh, naval helicopter pilot, excuse me, naval uh, air pilots, fighter pilots seeing things that they they couldn't explain. Uh, one of the people that's been publishing a lot of these videos about uh, about uh, UFOs and things of that nature is Jeremy Corbell. He was on this program yesterday, and he said that it's not really a question of if you believe in UFOs or not. This is what he said. And we need to reevaluate if it has been our stigma that stopped us from understanding. You know, I like to say it's not, you know, looking at UFOs, how we look at it tells more about us than it does about the phenomenon itself. So what about it, Seth? What about all these videos that we've seen on television, in the newspapers, and on the Internet that people view as proof of extraterrestrial visitation? Well, the videos, there were three of them that were released, I don't know, four or five years ago, something like that. And that story, as you point out, made it to the front page of the New York Times, above the fold, I should say. It was a big story. They continue to follow up on it. Uh, but, you know, as as you also said, those three videos, yes, they show what looked like some sort of mysterious object, you know, sort of pirouetting around the sky. But you can explain what's seen in those videos invoking nothing more than faraway commercial jet aircraft. You don't need aliens to explain those videos. So you're put in the position of saying, OK, well, uh, how are we going to explain these explain these things? On the one hand, it could be aliens, but it could be commercial aircraft. Well, what are you going to go with? You're not going to say aliens just because it's a little sexier. Well, yeah, no, that's that's uh, that makes sense. But with those so those Tic Tac objects in those videos, you believe that those are commercial aircraft or, or something else? Yeah, no, they could be commercial aircraft if you think about what the cameras, you know, these videos were made with gun sight cameras on F-16 fighters. Those cameras are infrared cameras. In other words, they're sensitive to heat. So if there's some aircraft in front of your F-16, you know, just, uh, I don't know, jet blue, right, and it's 80 miles in front of you, it's going to look like a little Tic Tac video because of the jet engines, which are hot, of course, and so they will show up on the infrared cameras. And it's going to look just like what you see in those videos. So, yeah, you can say, yeah, but but maybe it's really aliens come to visit Earth because they, they're looking for some fast food or who knows what. Uh yeah, it could be, but if you've given if you've been given those two possible approaches to the the phenomenon, you know, it's either aliens or it's something very prosaic. I think it's a safer bet to go with the thing that's a little more prosaic. Do you think that there is intelligent extraterrestrial life on planets other than this one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that I, that I firmly believe, and it's not just because you know it's kind of in line with my job description. Sure. <laughs> But but here's the deal, Frank. I mean, there's just an enormous amount of real estate in our in our own galaxy. Our galaxy is called the Milky Way. Most people know that. But in our own galaxy, there are roughly a trillion planets, trillion with a T. That's a huge number. And most of those planets aren't going to be terribly interesting. They'll be sort of worthless. But it's hard to believe that all trillion of them are worthless. You know, there's bound to be other worlds 
where life has begun and has been sustained over long periods of time, which means it's had a chance to evolve into something that's, you know, a little more interesting than a bacterium. We're seeing so much development in terms of technology due to artificial intelligence, but really due to every single type of technology. You've written a bit and spoken a bit about whether new technology might uh, produce more fruitful results in terms of looking for extraterrestrial intelligence. What do you see as the best prospects for new technologies helping in this search? Yeah, well, the technology, indeed, it gets better all the time. It's just like, you know, the, the computer you have at home, right? It isn't the same one you had 20, 20 years ago, if you had one 20 years ago. They keep, keep getting better. And that's, you know, just an economic law here of the Silicon Valley, um, in the Silicon Valley, that's what I say here. But, you know, the, uh, the improvements in computer capability, for example, they directly affect our search for E.T., because, you know, how do you look for E.T.? Well, you, you can't go there. It's, you know, the other, uh, other solar systems are far too far away. But you can, you know, build very sensitive equipment, very sensitive antennas that scan the skies looking for a signal that isn't made by something natural, but it's the kind of signal that uh, WABC, for example, would put out. And that's the kind of signal that even if you don't understand what they're saying, you would recognize it and say, you know, that's a deliberate transmission. So that's the way we do it. And that'll be easier and faster, you know, 10 years from now as the technology sure. keeps getting better. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, we're talking with uh, Seth Shostak. He is the lead astronomer with the SETI Institute. Seth, what did you make of the claims put forward by uh, David Grush, the uh, the whistleblower who said that he's been aware that the United States government has craft of non-human origin in their possession? Well, he said that, uh, as I recall, that they routinely picked up debris, you know, that was alien in nature. But when the report, at least in the, the, the report I saw, uh, when, when he was asked, well, can you give me a specific example? Can you name any example? And he demurred. He said, well, I can't do that. But that's entirely too convenient. I think if we were being visited, it wouldn't be just David Grush who had the good evidence for that. I mean, we've got thousands of satellites orbiting the Earth all the time, making photos of what's below them. And, you know, I mean... The FAA, if nobody else, would certainly be interested to know if there are any unauthorized craft in our atmosphere. And, you know, they still launch 30,000 flights a day or whatever it is. Uh, they don't seem to be concerned. And if they're not concerned, I don't think there's anybody here. You wrote an article, I think it was for the Wall Street Journal uh, recently, 
exploring the question, could the government keep UFOs secret if it wanted to? What was your takeaway on that? Do you think the government could keep it secret? I don't. Honestly, I don't. Because uh, unless the aliens are in cahoots with the government, which doesn't sound terribly reasonable to me, I mean, there's just no way you could keep such an important story uh, you know, quiet. I mean, Anita Hill, they kept quiet for two weeks, right? Something like that. So I think that if we were being visited, it wouldn't, only, we wouldn't only be the Americans who would know this, of course, right? The Europeans have very sophisticated telescopes and satellites and so forth. And most countries in the world have at least some astronomy capability. So if Earth were being visited, you would know it. We would know it. And there would be no way to keep it secret. So honestly, when people say, yeah, yeah, it's all a cover up by the government, you know, the federal government sure does keep secrets from us. But I don't think this is one of them. Here is uh, Chuck Schumer on the floor of the Senate this week, introducing his legislation uh, to amend the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, actually, well, I'm not able to play it now, but basically he said that um, UAPs have become a source of a lot of hostility for people and that that uh, hostility leads to sometimes misinformation. What was your take on uh, on what Senator Schumer had to say in terms of this proposal? Well, I think the, the proposal by itself is just fine. I mean, the more investigation, the better. I'm certainly not against that. But, you know, this is all an unfortunate consequence, at least to my mind, of what happened in the late 1940s, 1947, when, you know, somebody found some tr- uh, trash, well, cr- what they called crash debris, but whatever, uh, outside the city of Roswell in New Mexico, right? And the government originally said, oh, it's a flying disc which was the, the term of art in those days for a flying saucer. But two days after they said it was a flying disc, they changed their story and said, no, it's just a weather balloon. And the public, of course, was nonplussed by this shift of gears, the fact that, you know, the, the government didn't, didn't seem to be coming clean about this. They were making up stories. And ever since then, the whole subject of, you know, alien visitation has been tainted by the fact that the, the, public, uh, the public just doesn't trust the government. So what do you think happened at Roswell, for instance? Well, well actually, there was, an, there was a uh, post-war um, research effort there called Project Mogul. And what they were trying to do, and they was the, I think it was the Air Force that was doing this, but in any case, they would launch these high-altitude balloons that would go up uh, to, you know, a certain altitude, whatever it was, pretty high up. But, you know, they were able to maintain that altitude. They had microphones and amplifiers and radio transmitters on, on board the payloads of these balloons, and they were just listening for essentially explosions, bangs, right, coming from the Soviet Union, because what they wanted to do was see if the Soviets had the bomb. Remember, the, you know, the late 1940s, only the Americans had the A-bomb. So that was what the project was. And of course, it was secret. And uh, so they started making up these stories. And I think that that's what soured the public on uh, their trust of the government when it came to UFOs. In terms of um, if life exists elsewhere, I know you've been you've been quoted in certain publications as saying it's probably if if aliens do come here, it's more likely to be something like artificial intelligence than it would be a creature like uh, like E.T. in the movie. And you've also said that maybe we should be looking for other Mercuries, not other Earths. What do you mean by that? 
Yeah, I don't know about saying other Mercuries. I'm, I'm happy enough with the Mercury we have, but it's it's a dead world. It's dead, Jim. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember saying anything about Mercury, but on the other hand, I have said, and you, you, you did refer to this, that when people ask, you know, occasionally, you know, uh, movie makers will call up and they say, look, we're, we're doing a sci-fi film. We're going to have aliens. And we want to get the aliens right, whatever that means. They want to get them right. So what would the real aliens be like? Well... You know, in the movies, they usually just made them make them ugly if they're, you know, if they're malevolent. But in reality, if you say, well, where are Homo sapiens going to be 100 years from now or 1,000 years from now? Will they still look the same way we look today? And yeah, probably Homo sapiens will still look the same way. But the rulers of the planet may not be Homo sapiens in 1,000 years. It may just be the machines. And so I have suggested that if we ever do make contact with E.T., nobody should be disappointed if it turns out that what's behind the microphone is a machine. Interesting. Interesting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The one of the people that's gotten a lot of attention is the Harvard astronomer Avi Loeb. He wrote a book and uh, a detailed report in which he said that we thought what we we thought was a comet, a Muamua, was actually some sort of an alien probe. Recently, he's indicated that uh, he went to the the ocean and uh, picked up some some fragments that he believes could also be some sort of alien technology. I'm sure you've been following. Uh, Avi Loeb's work closely. What is your takeaway on what he's doing and what his conclusions are? Well, my first thought when I uh, read about Avi Loeb's work, and I have subsequently been a, been involved with his project, actually. But uh, you know, it's not that I really believed everything that he assumed. In particular, uh, Oumuamua, this this object that was seen flying through the solar system on its way out by the time we found it, by the way. And, you know, it's on the order of 10 miles long or something like that. And it, it looks like uh, something that if you saw on the sidewalks of New York, you'd probably step around it. But what was it? Well, it could have been an asteroid or it could have been a spacecraft. And Avi Loeb was advocating the possibility that it was a spacecraft. Well, it could be. I don't know too many scientists who agree with that interpretation, but it's not impossible. The, what's impossible was to ever know what what Oumuamua really was, because it's out now, I don't know, it's probably close to Saturn by now, and it's leaving the solar system at a, a speed of about 10 miles a second. So it's, it's really hightailing it out of here. We're never going to see that again. But there are other objects like Oumuamua, and uh, Avi Loeb is counting on us finding some new ones, and maybe one of them will turn out to be an alien craft. Again, not impossible, doesn't violate physics, but I don't see any conven uh, compelling evidence, I should say, that that was true in the case of Oumuamua. And uh, it would, you know, he'd have to have some pretty good evidence for me to believe it in the case of any new object found. One of the things that we hear a great deal from from people that believe that the government is keeping information secret about this stuff is that the government d believes that the public wouldn't react well. There would be mass panic or something along those lines. As someone that's thought a lot about this, Seth, 
How do you think the public would react if, say, you and SETI came up with clear and convincing evidence that there was extraterrestrial life? Well, I, I, I hope they would believe it. But if they wouldn't believe it, I mean, what would we find? We would find a signal, right? We would locate it on the sky. We're saying this signal's coming from the direction of that star over there, you know, uh, 50 light years away or whatever it is. Now, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Front Porch uh, could say, well, we don't believe it. You scientists are not trustworthy. OK, fine. They don't have to believe it. But of course, every scientist in the world that has access to a big antenna is going to be trying to, you know, prove that that thing is either there or not there, uh, our big telescope. So, you know, that's the way science works. Somebody comes out with a claim. You don't believe it just because they claim it. You don't believe it just because some famous astronomer said it. You believe it only when you do an experiment and you find it too. So that's what would happen. Uh, it would be something that either would be confirmed or denied very quickly by experiment. Seth Shostak uh, from SETI, you can check out his uh, podcast, which is really interesting, Big Picture Science. There's a link to it through SETI.org, S-E-T-I.org. Thanks for staying up late with us, Seth. It's been a pleasure to do so. Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to give me a call. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. 